coming up in today's episode. It's definitely hurtful because I've spent all of my energy and my time helping build this man up. And then he hits me with this information like, oh, by the way, I've literally been holding this back from you over 12 months. Welcome to episode 84 of Enter the Mind podcast, the most real talk, no nonsense podcast on the empowering of the mind. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing the question of what is a healthy relationship? Before we get to that, Kira, how are you this week? Doing super good. My book publisher just sent me the first first rough draft for my newest um, self-help book. Uh, so that's really exciting. I've been waiting for like two and a half years. <laughs> so that's really, really great. Um, and my rug distributor just got back to me and said that we can print on fatigue rugs, which will be great for uh, targeting people in offices who are the big bosses and want those fatigue rugs. So that's, uh, that's really exciting. So things are moving along. Um, how's it going on your end? Well, those are two big pieces of news. So yes. Congrats on that. Thank you. It's exciting. I know. So what's up with me is I'm diving into another one of Frederick Dodson's books. Okay. Um, this is the Reality Creation Coach that I've read several of his books. Uh, so inspiring, though. It's like, it's like, dang, it really makes you understand, like, whoa, I can make anything happen. Uh, all right. Well, let's, without further ado, let's get to our topic today. So it's a topic I've been thinking about and by no means am I an expert on this topic. I would say to some degree, I'm an expert in psychology. So, um, when it comes to relationships, I remember working at a psychiatric facility for teenagers and, uh, really, really emotionally challenged teenagers. The psychologist that was in charge of the clinical program there came up with this theory called like relational reenactment model. And basically it explained how the kids would reenact their past relationships. So even if it was not a positive relationship, they would reenact those throughout time. And as the years went on and I thought about and reflected on this, I thought, well, I'm no different because a lot of times I just fall into certain roles. And so that's sort of how I'm starting to look at this, but that's just one angle. Like if I were to ask you, what is a healthy relationship? And we can take this in any direction you want. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think healthy relationship? I guess it would be the ability to not judge one another for like what the other has been through. Um, so like communication, like being able to communicate about how the both of you are feeling with no judgment. Um, I, I really think that that's just like one of the <clears throat> biggest keys to relationships. I think that's big because I think fear of judgment is what holds us back from disclosing certain things. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the worst when months and years go by and the person hasn't told you something that's kind of important. Important. <laughs> I, uh, I actually just uh, got out of a relationship. It wasn't monogamous, um, but 
I've been dating this man for a year and a half and, um, I loved him. I, I still love him. I still have love for this guy. He's, he's been there for me in my darkest times, but he had just told me the other day that the reason why he hasn't asked me out for this past year and a half is because he was pitying his ex. He never talked to me about it. It's definitely hurtful um, because I've spent all of my my energy and my time helping build this man up and helping build him into the man that he is meant to be. And then he hits me with this information like, oh, by the way, I've literally been holding this back from you this entire fucking over 12 months. Do you remember when we interviewed holistic healer Heather, Heather Forster? Yeah. She said that her husband came out as transgendered and she said, of course, there's nothing wrong with someone being transgender, but what was wrong was that he knew that he was transgender all along and didn't tell her. But if you think about why would he not disclose something like that, it's probably comes back to fear of rejection, fear of judgment, fear of uh, having to deal with the consequences of disclosing something like that. But at the same time, that's not an excuse. You got to like, you got to be able to face fear and <laughs> overcome that because there's a greater gain from, from walking through that fire, right? There's definitely a much, much greater gain from walking through that fire. I, I want you to be in the light. You know, I want you to be in the light with who I am and what I'm doing. And the sooner that you're in the light and know who I am and see the way that I operate, the sooner you can decide if you want to be with me or not. If it doesn't work out, I am okay with it. I will be fine. I am a beautiful woman. I have so much to offer. I know my worth. If, if, if you and I don't align, that doesn't mean that you're a shitty person. It just means that we don't align. And, you know, there's somebody out there better for you and there's somebody out there better for me. So it's like, I guess it can be a little sad when the relationship that you wanted to work out doesn't work out. But at the same time, it's like, hey, don't forget that in that relationship, there was something that you were thinking about or something that you were missing. And God is separating you two so he can give you exactly what you are desiring in a man. You don't know how things are going to end up like you're willing to put yourself out there like 100 percent you like representing you accurately and you don't know how the other person will react but at the same time i feel like that's the route we have to go you can't be concerned <laughs> you can't like twist or alter or diminish what your truth is because you don't want the relationship to end as a result see because then you're turning down the volume dial of your self Mm-hmm. your soul because mm -hmm. you don't want someone else to complain about not liking the music they're hearing. But if you turn it on full blast, if someone likes that music, they're going to like the music because they like the music. Right? <laughs> yes. And I, I really, really like that. Um, and I think we have to acknowledge that it takes some degree of, self-work to get to that place mm -hmm. because I mean the opposite is codependency and I was never a fan of that term because 
I think people misunderstand it. When I say it, I guess I just mean like people that are in a relationship because they both kind of need something that the other person is giving them. And so it, it just means both members, both parties are dependent. So like, I like this, this new guy because he really helps me feel motivated and he helps me feel empowered to be the woman that I am. I met him a week ago, you know, but if he were to say like, oh, I don't like you anymore. That was great. We had a fun time, but I just don't think that you're for me, you know, then in that case, I would say, well, I still feel empowered to be the woman I am. I don't need this man to make me feel empowered. It was great. It was so great to have him around, but I can still cultivate this on my own, number one. And number two, I can always find somebody else in this world who is going to help me feel empowered as well. And I think that that's the, the best way to go into relationships is understanding why you're with them, like understanding how they make you feel, but also reminding yourself like, hey, 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 remember, remember this person isn't going to be your main source of this. You cannot feed off of this person for what they are giving you. You need to cultivate it on your own. Remember that. Yeah. This is reminding me of our interview with Judith Costa, that <laughs> unconditional love coach mm -hmm. and self-love mm -hmm. because she made a lot of similar points that the source of the happiness needs to come from within from you and mm -hmm. you can't depend on somebody else for your happiness. Yeah. And I know it's a bit of a cliche, like a lot of people would say that, right? It comes from within. You can't depend on other people for your happiness, but she was speaking from experience. Too. She thought that the relationship would make her happy, but you know, what's interesting. Indra Rinsler, the astrologer, spiritual guide, he touched on this also because he was talking about how he had a client that referred to her significant other as the love of her life. But Indra said, he pointed out that that is a weighty label. That's, that's a construct. It's a weighty label. It puts a lot of weight on somebody and pressure. Yeah. You remember that? And then he said, yeah, one day my wife called me, you know, Hey, you're my man. And Indra was like, my man, he's like, we talked about that for seven days straight. He's like, <laughs> Indra, Indra's all spiritual. He's like, don't put no labels on me. He's like, I am a free being now. I don't know what, I don't know what he would say, but, um, but it was, it was interesting that he pointed that out. Now, what we're seeing in all these interviews is this, is this common theme coming up, right? The common thread. And I would even add to this, you know, our interview with Charlene Madden, who said at one point that if her marriage ended tomorrow, she would be okay. She doesn't want it to end, of course, but she would be okay because she knows that she is enough. And she said she used to cling to toxic relationships. And why? Because she didn't believe she was enough. And by being in a relationship, continuing to be in a relationship, even if it was toxic, at least it gave her that sense of belonging or comfort or validation or whatever, uh, whatever it is that this mind is seeking. 
And I mean, that's, I think that's so crucial because I loved, I loved when she said it, there was such a vibration of freedom when she, when she made that statement. I think that the term rather love of my life can be turned into something that's like, you are the love of my life, no matter who you are. Like you are the love of my life in this moment. I am not holding you to like anything. All I'm, all I'm saying is that like, this is a term of endearment. Like you are the love of my life. Like you are my man. You are my man. You are your own man, 100%. But you also have a beautiful woman by your side. And if I am not allowed to call you my man, what if this is my husband, it's the same thing. My man and my husband are the same thing. It just, you got to like maneuver the societal vibrations that we've placed on it. I'm glad you brought up society because I was just about to bring up society. I'll tell you what, like every relationship that I had earlier in my life, I brought to it this schema or mental framework that I had seen in the movies <laughs> and it didn't work. Mm. It didn't work because the mental framework in all of these movies is the beautiful girl ends up with the average Joe who's a nice guy and she ditches the powerful asshole. Happened in a lot of Adam Sandler movies in the 90s. <laughs> Happy Gilmore, um, The Wedding Singer, and it's the same plot line that's been used in hundreds and hundreds of movies. You know, the notebook. Like, <laughs> you know, she had like the rich, powerful guy who loved her and everything, but she went home to the guy who made her feel homey, right? So I feel like we have those stigmas and they put those in movies and they kind of make you think that like the, the a life without wealth is happier, is homier, is more loving, has more genuine love in it. But once you grow up, you need to realize that it's, they, they put these stigmas in our mind, maybe on purpose, maybe not on purpose, but they put these stigmas in our mind and it makes you believe that you cannot find a wealthy, powerful, successful man who also gives you genuine love, genuinely cares for you, makes you feel like you're at home, right? And and that is out there. And it's it's proof that it's out there. And you just have to raise yourself enough to get it. And I think that that's and the issue that most people are having today in healthy relationships is that, you know, once again, they don't think that they're worthy enough to have somebody who, who is amazing and, and cares for them, right? I did want to say this as well. So when you're like thinking about the kind of, of man that you want, right? Or the kind of woman that you want, if you're thinking of a super powerful, super successful, makes like a million a month, um, still has time for, you know, quality time with his wife, still has time, quality time to go on vacations, etc. What kind of woman would that man want? And if that were the woman that the man was looking for, what kind of, of man would she want, right? She would probably want somebody who's going to love her. Am I capable of that? Am I capable of loving? Why, yes, I am. Probably want somebody who's, who can compromise, 
right? Can I compromise? I sure as hell can compromise. If I feel it's logical and I feel like it's a win-win, you know, I can compromise. Absolutely. Right. So then that's two things that this man would want me. Um, am I ambitious? Yes, I'm ambitious. Right. So maybe you ask yourself these questions and you say, well, no, I'm not any of these things. Okay. Well, become them. Be become them. Right. Because you're going to become a specific person as you grow up anyways. Why not become something and someone that this beautiful person that you're imagining would want? Yeah. This reminds me of Marie's Marie Forleo's quote that I shared in last week's episode, that clarity comes from engagement, not from thought. And mm. I think when you go out and you interact with people and you have these relationships, you learn a lot. You're so right. You're so right. Like, just go up and talk to the wealthy man. Go up and talk to the powerful woman. You know, just talk to him. You'll learn something. Yeah. And because the mind and your psyche will surprise you. Like, you know, you can sit around and watch all these romantic comedy movies and get these ideas of like, oh yeah, this is, this is the kind of relationship I want. But when you actually go step onto the playing field and you start interacting with people, then you're going to be surprised. You're going to be like, whoa, I did not realize that that fear would come up in me, you know, or I didn't realize that I would have this reaction that, that the other person would do X and I would react Y. You actually have something to work with some sort of substance and like mm -hmm. oh dang why did i have that emotion why did i react that way like and that i think that's where the learning happens so i actually just found a picture of my first boyfriend and i <laughs> oh my god i was laughing so fucking hard we would fight all the time i was jealous i was insecure the relationship was completely unstable um it was just a, a bad relationship and the first guy that I had ever dated that was wealthy, we dated, you know, for maybe a, a month and a half. He had this beautiful, beautiful, fucking really nice house in Fort Lauderdale. So I was so happy to be with him and everything. And, and I think in that moment, that's when I realized that like this man, this wealthy, rich man who has his life together as this beautiful house in Fort Lauderdale, who has two cars, who like has his life together, likes me. Having that, that mindset, like deep, that deep belief that I really am worth like something that is just so beautiful and, and so natural and so, um, real is, is what helps me go up to the higher people, like even if even if they they they're not interested in me, you know, I, I still go up there and I, I still talk to them and I still see their body language when they talk to me. I see what they like about me. I see what they don't like about me. And, you know, so through that interaction, I can then, you know, like uh, process and then rewire and be like, me, boop, 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 beep, boop. OK, now I'm set. <laughs> now I have more information. Um, what if you get in a relationship with somebody and then one of you changes over time, like evolves and the relationship isn't working anymore? Well, that's why you need to get into a relationship with somebody and know that they are as ambitious as you. So like, I want to get into a relationship where, you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to the top. I'm going to the top. I'm going, 
I'm never going to quit. Literally, there is not one thing in this world that could make me quit. I am always going to keep going. Um, so I need to know that you're on the same page because I can't be, you know, wasting my time with somebody who is not going to be in that same mindset as me separately and as a whole. So it's like, yeah, like it's just something that you need to address and that you really need to feel out. Like, look at the person you're dating. Does this person look like they're going to give up at some point? Does this person look like they're going to veer off the path to success and leave you hanging while you're the ambitious one? If so, don't date them. You're going to set yourself up. You're going to open your heart to this person who you know damn well is not going to be as ambitious as you and you're going to break your own heart. And then you're going to blame it on love. Coming back to this concept of dependencies that we were talking about, what's kind of interesting is that if two people are dependent on like being in a relationship and they get together, they're both happy because they're both in a relationship. <laughs> and so in a way, in a way it's kind of functional, but at the same time, I think it's vulnerable because what if... I mean, hey, we live on planet Earth, like crap happens, like you, for one reason or another, you guys might not be together. And then that dependency, then you're going to face uh, a really difficult time because that dependency within, within you was never addressed. You found a temporary solution or you found like, you see what I mean? Yeah. It's like having high blood pressure or heart disease, and they give you a pill to lower your blood pressure, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, you're, you're fine. Now your blood pressure is lower, right? Mm -hmm. but, but still, you could have fixed it at the root by exercising and watching what you eat. Yes. To then ask yourself, like, the question, like, can I cultivate this on my own? Or am I looking to this person to provide me and supply me with this? Um, because when that happens, you they they may not be able to supply you, and and then you wind up resenting the relationship because they're not giving you what you got into the relationship for. You're taking that pill to try and cover up whatever it is you're missing within yourself, and when the pill is no longer there, you're like like it's okay to get it from them sometimes you know like maybe you're feeling down and they'll say hey pick your head up beautiful like but like i can still cultivate that on my own like if he weren't there to say that i could still look at myself in the mirror and say kira you are a beautiful beautiful woman get up and go out there and do it you have got this fuck the thoughts fuck the naysaying thoughts go out there and do it right? And I think that that's the most important thing and it's, you can practice it. Mm, that's some good inspiration to end on. So, uh, thank you all for watching. We'll be back next week with episode 85. Did you find at least one gold nugget in today's episode? Then please like, and subscribe and share it with a friend. And finally, if you're looking for a community of like-minded people, join our free Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash enter the mind.